Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following is a Klaibs Online production. Welcome to Pro Wrestling Talk STL. Oh my God, wait a minute, it's Paul Bear! It's Paul Bear! And that, that's gotta be, that's gotta be Kane! That's gotta be Kane! Joe Roderick and John Marisek bring you the latest from WWE, AEW, the Indies, and more every week. There's absolutely no way Evan Ford's going for airborne, ladies and gentlemen. You gotta be kidding me! Oh, did he do it? Did he get it? Oh my God! He caught him in an RKO in midair. An RKO in midair. <laughs> Amazing. Right here on 590 The Fan, KFNS, and 590TheFan.com. Now. Here's Joe and John. And a good morning to you. This is Pro Wrestling Talk STL here on 590 The Fan, KFNS at 590TheFan.com. I am Joe Roderick, joined alongside by John Marisek to bring you the only professional wrestling radio show in St. Louis. John, it was a huge week of wrestling news not so much in the ring, but everything that happened with the WWE rosters has now been settled as the draft has come and gone. And that's what we're going to be talking about for uh, the first part of the show tonight. And I know that you thoroughly enjoyed the uh, two-night extravaganza. Oh, yeah. It was awesomely terrible. Let me ask you this. Well, first, I do want to say one thing. I want to say something positive about it first because I thought this was really, really well done and is the coolest part of the in- of both nights. Having all of the NXT talent sitting at the Performance Center together in a room watching the show having no idea what's going to happen and their actual genuine, honest, real reactions. When they found out they were being promoted to the main roster, that was cool. That's really, really neat. Other than that, this, I, I the whole thing was terrible. I it liked it. And, and I, I will explain it in a minute, but I do okay. want, I want you to tell me because you enjoy this more than I do. What did you like about, just the presentation part. I'm going to start with just the presentation. Did if you, you want the presentation, the presentation part, no. Okay. I didn't enjoy the presentation part because you did not have two general managers. You did not have authority figures. The, the, the thing I did not like about this draft was the fact that you did not have, you were just kind of randomly assigning people to each roster instead of having two authority figures picking their best team going back and forth. I did not enjoy that aspect of it, 
but they did replace that with bringing out some legends and bringing out a few people that we haven't seen in a long time. So I liked that, but I did not like the the one part I will speak negatively of what uh, there were two parts I will speak negatively of. I'll get to the other part here in a bit, but I did not like that. There was nobody, no set person picking the rosters to make it seem like they were doing it in the best interest of each show. Correct. I agree with you 100%. You have to have, it did, and assigning was a phenomenal word to describe this. It did feel like we're going to have the draft. Now I'm going to come out and tell you where I'm putting everyone. <laughs> That's how it felt. And I do love having everyone, the others involved. And I think you can still do that, but you're right. You have to have someone who's trying to, you have to have two sides that are fighting and it could be somebody who these can not, these can be made up people too. They don't have to be real people. This is a representative from the USA network. This is a representative from Fox because there aren't real authority figures on the show, either of these shows. So let's make this really what this is. Let's lean into really what this is instead of whatever that was like who it was. We're having a draft. Well, who's drafting them? No one. That's what it was. It made no sense. So if we're going to do this and try to make it something that is a big deal and important, let's try and make it a big deal. It just kind of feels like they decided two weeks ago, they're going to have a draft. We're going to have no previews of it. Really we're going to say things might happen and none of them happen. And we're not going to have authority figures. It was great when you had, someone from raw and someone from SmackDown and they're making trades and they're shoving picks in each other's faces. That's great. That's fun television. This was not fun television. I wonder if you could even it, it, for an authority aspect of it for something like the draft, when you don't have general managers there, if you could just come out and say, the network execs backstage made these picks and now here's Rob Van Dam to read this route. Yes, absolutely. You can do that. I think you have to show, show something. There has to be something on. I don't camera. think you do. I don't, I don't think, I think yes. you could just say the, the Fox and the USA network. These are the rosters they picked that they sat down and this is what they picked for their shows. But so I'm saying like, you don't have to have real people. You don't even have to have them speak. You could just show a shot of a room with the show on a, on a, on a on a screen with boards like it's an NFL I don't think draft. You need to go that far. Just show me a door that just says Fox. No, on but it. they had a door on Monday. They had a door that said SmackDown and a door that said Raw, and whoever it was was coming out of it, like Road Dog walking out of the SmackDown one. And then he looks at the card like, "Oh wow!" And then he goes out, and then they go to break. No, I want to see. I want to make it as real the presentation as real as you possibly can. You don't have to have like that. Whoever it is reads them. That's fine. Nobody in a room needs the, the, the damn room stuff could be pre-taped and just have shots of people scurrying in rooms and looking at computer screens and pointing and talking and cheering, whatever it is that you want to do to give it that feel of we're looking into the SmackDown war room, which is, has executives from Fox or representatives from Fox and representatives from USA and in the other room and make it feel like these people are deciding who they want to have on their shows. And also with that presentation, let's make the picks feel like more realistic instead of some of the, just we're just randomly throwing people in because that's where we want to put their names on the show. Yeah. And I do like that. They at least gave you which, 
rosters were eligible or which wrestlers were eligible both nights. That way you aren't sitting there, you know, ahead of time because you the I pool. Mean, yeah. I, I like that. They did it that way. That, okay. I, that part, I guess made sense to, to sit down when you're looking at what to do in each show. So let's look at it. Let's look at the, the top, Let's look at SmackDown. Let's look at Raw and look at who went. We'll just do the men first. We're we're just gonna go with just the uh, just the men to start off. So SmackDown now has Roman Reigns. They have Edge. They have Bobby Lashley. They have AJ Styles, and they uh, the, as uh, those are the top four right now. Those are your top four wrestlers now on SmackDown, and then on Raw you have Cody Rhodes. You have Seth Rollins. You have Drew McIntyre, you have Gunther, and I guess you got to throw Shinsuke Nakamura in there too, right? Because they're trying to bring him back and make him look like a star. They are, which is nice to see because he is a star. He's now, a let me star in the ring. Hey, real I quick, don't, is, yeah. is Drew McIntyre re-signed? I w- okay, I would assume he has to be, given the fact that they put him in the draft they used him for a pick and the current rumors have the night of champions match for the title for the brand new title being Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre you think the best thing that could have happened for Drew McIntyre's contract status is AEW running Wembley absolutely 100% (laughs) good god we can't let him go over there 100% One hundred percent. That is that. That is what it was. Yeah, you could. Vince McMahon could not risk Drew Galloway going and helping AEW sell another five thousand, ten thousand tickets the to fun, put him in a being... to put him in a match against. I don't even know who, but you could not risk that. Vince would have an aneurysm if someone said, "Hey, boss." They've got Drew Galloway and CM Punk, and they sold out Wembley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, I thought when I saw him get drafted, and then I started thinking about it, the Wembley thing kind of connected. Like, huh? I wonder if that that phone call came as soon as Wynn got back, word got back to an office that that was in play. At least, it certainly couldn't have hurt things. Yeah, with any with all the rumors that they were far apart on any kind of contract negotiations, that that brings it a whole lot closer, real fast. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, you've got to be in that group too. Which which brings me, by the way, so if he wasn't under contract, this this my uh, my second problem with it is not everybody that is included in this list, but some of the names that are included in the list of free agents. I don't like the list of free agents. Like, Brock being a free agent, okay. That's fine. He's always a free agent, isn't he? Right. Brock is going to come and go with whatever match makes sense for whatever big paper. I mean, because Brock's... I I don't think Brock's going to Night of Champions. The next time we see... Is Brock going to be at Money in the Bank in London? The fee that would the money that Brock would be handed to do Night of Champions might be in is probably a, a hefty number. Has he done the other Saudi shows? He has. Then he's going to be at this one. So are you? Sorry. So Brock just did WrestleMania. Brock's doing Backlash in Puerto Rico. 
So you think Brock's going to do Night of Champions in Saudi, Money in the Bank in uh, London, and then also, I mean, Brock has to do SummerSlam, right? No, he doesn't. But the money that those shows that you just named, all three of those shows are international shows. International shows come with strings, and those strings are money. It takes money to bring them over. We know the Saudi show is completely paid for. Whoever they want, they pay whatever it takes, it seems like, to get them there. I mean, how else do you get The Undertaker and Goldberg to do a match, for God's sakes? That takes big pockets. Yeah. So I, and if Brock goes every year, you know that it's Brock, they know Brock's fee. And it's probably, he'll probably be there. Puerto Rico, they're getting extra money from Puerto Rico to run that show. It's also not, it's not like that's a huge travel, you know, inconvenience for him. London is. So it depends. Is, is, are they spending huge dollars to bring WWE over there? Or because WWE has a really good presence over there, is this similar to any other pay per view with maybe just travel costs for them? being covered by the people in London. I don't know. But for sure, we know that Saudi is a paid show, and this Puerto Rico shows, to some extent, a paid show. If Brock works both of those and Money in the Bank in SummerSlam, this might be the most that Brock has wrestled in 20 years. It may also be the most money he's ever been made paid for four shows in his career. That very, also, yeah, a, a, a good point with that, too. So I, I don't know who his opponents are. You, you can't just have him, him and Cody going at it for all of these. I, you, you're, you're not going to, you're not putting Cody in that position. I, I think that's a, it's a one off. But regard, I, I got away from. So the free agents, you also have Omas as a free agent. You have Elias as a free agent. You have Dolph Ziggler, Ali. Those are your list of free agents that you that, that you have for the uh right now in the in the WWE. And I just Brock makes sense. Explain to me why Elias makes sense because I'm going to tell you why Dolphin Ali makes sense. Musa, uh, Mustafa Ali makes sense. Well, the other guys are just there to go show to show and get beat by other people. That's exactly what I was just about to say. Yes. That's all they are. Nobody That's, takes like a loss better. List. Yeah. Nobody takes a loss better than Dolph Ziggler. Nobody. The, so you just go, okay, who do we need to make look good? This guy. Okay. Dolph go fly to where SmackDown is this week and, and go get in the ring. No, when I saw that list, I was like, "Really? They're just—they're going to try and make this a big deal because these guys are just going to get beat on both shows." If we're going to have something called free agents, why the hell are the champions not the free agents? Why are they not the ones going show to show? How hard is it to make? You want to be the top guy? This is what the responsibility is. You have to work both shows or have a presence on both shows if we need you to. Instead of pigeonholing these guys into onto shows where they have a very limited number of opponents. And that's when I look at these two rosters, I just look at the top of the card and think, okay, how many guys can Roman really work with? How many guys on this roster are top of the card pay-per-view main event quality opponents on that SmackDown roster? They're all over on Raw. Yeah. Uh, the other free agent, by the way, Baron Corbin, also on that list. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, uh, Von Wagner uh, from NXT comes up, um, and then somebody named Zion Quinn. Yeah, another guy, uh, former uh, rugby player uh, who is also an NXT person. I, I can honestly say I've never seen him wrestle a match. 
No, and I don't watch NXT, so the NXT talent, I know who their name, a lot of their names are, and have heard of them or seen highlights of them, but I'm not familiar enough with them. Uh, I did want to ask you: there were two injured, two two people who were injured, Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt, who weren't drafted. Obviously, they're out, so they don't need to be on shows. Rumors, though, say that Br- uh, Bray might be coming back soon. What's why is Logan Paul neither? I not listing Logan. I is he just a specialty, a novelty act? That's what Brock is, right? So why isn't he on the same level and not being affiliated with the show? I understand. Look, I understand none of these people being affiliated with the shows because I don't. I think the brand split's a terrible idea, and it really does limit even what you can do. And some of the things we're talking about are kind of, you know, that's that's what we're talking about is things being limited. But yeah, like Logan Paul, you give this big contract to and make this whole ordeal about, and you don't put him in a feature position on this draft show. He's ignored. He doesn't exist. Yeah, and I, that's, you know, we, we talked last week. I made the prediction already. Logan Paul's my pick to win the money in the bank. Um, but yeah, I, why not put him in Raw? Put him on Raw and put him in whatever tournament or whatever way that you are going to go about naming this new champion but i don't i mean logan paul's never wrestled on raw or smackdown right he's only wrestled in pay-per-view so far right and he could also do the exact same thing mvp negotiated omas's deal brock is brock and he has his own deal when we signed logan paul one month ago as part of his new agreement he had free agent status and was not eligible to be selected. Simple, right? Simple yeah. explanation. There's just a lot of simple. Th- it just yeah. That it, there just seemed to be a lot of things that were missed, details missed on this through this whole show. I don't. I, I assume that this was been planned for months, right? Because they don't do a lot of things just like this big, willy nilly. Um, but there's just a lot of things where it feels like it was just rushed, thrown together, and now it's done. I uh, we'll get into the backlash preview for everything um, in it at the in the third segment of the of the show. But if the rumors are true that we already mentioned, you have Seth Rollins against Drew McIntyre at Night of Champions for that first title. It will be a heel Drew McIntyre that will uh, that we'll see, which we have not seen a heel Drew McIntyre in quite some time. So. Uh, how that's presented, we will. Uh, we're, we're going to find out. Who do you give that to between a heel Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins? Well, the way that it was described, it's Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins fits the description that Triple H gave two weeks ago perfectly. Workhorse, you know, guy who's going to be there every night, guy who you don't have to acknowledge, who's going to work hard for your whatever. Why doesn't that's, that also include? I mean, that sounds exactly like. Drew McIntyre during the Thunderdome days. Exactly. Babyface Drew McIntyre. Okay, so why wouldn't so that's a good reason why Drew would be a heel. He's pissed off because everybody thinks that it's Seth Rollins that he's describing when Drew McIntyre was the one that carried the company when there were no fans. Yeah, no it could be. I'd be fine with either. I'd actually be I'd I'd rather it be Drew McIntyre than Seth because I don't I prefer Seth and Cody to be nowhere near that belt. They both need to be near the other one that's on the other show. What are we going to talk about this? Or do you want to talk about the, this championship stuff now? 
or do you want to wait? As far as the rumors go for no. for this? No, I want to talk about this now because we have the okay. rosters in front of us. We know who is on Raw, so we know who is possibly going to uh, be, be fighting for it. And but, if it's okay, so you have Seth, you have Drew, you have Cody, do you have Shinsuke. I mean, you look at the list, and it's a long one. I mean, Braun Strowman should be in the middle of that. He's in a tag team. Now, one thing, though, is that Triple H did say that their SmackDown, SmackDown talent would be allowed to enter this tournament, which blew my head off, too, that, okay, well, we're having this independent belt. We have this draft, but if somebody wants to come over from the other show, we enter the tournament, and they win, now what? So now they I change shows? I must that part. Yeah, so if, they, if, if we're going to... If this is if this is allowed, I don't understand what like I everything seems like details are missed and it's half-assed. Like this tournament stuff could have happened first. Then let's do the draft and make the, then do all of this stuff. Have everybody together, get through this part, and then do it. Unless USA and 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 Fox had a fight about these championships not have each show not having their own championship, which is really honest to God. The only thing I can think of as to why they're doing any of this, that this well, is exactly Finn Balor, Finn Balor also on, uh, on raw too. Yeah. Look at that raw roster. Like that raw roster looks like a main event full roster. There are main eventers up and down that thing. And then over on the other one with the champion, Roman's got a bunch of guys and AJ wow. styles and Bobby Lashley. And Bobby Lashley. Right. Okay. So he's got that's two. Hey, that, those are the only, you know what? To get us to SummerSlam, that's all you need. To get okay, us to SummerSlam. Who is he going to wrestle at SummerSlam Cody. off of that roster? Cody. Cody. He's not wrestling Cody. He's on the other show. Yeah, that, 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 we'll, we'll, don't he worry can't about appear that. Hey, don't, on that don't, show. Don't worry about that. That's, that's August problems. We'll, he we'll, can't appear yeah, on we'll, the show. We'll it's get against that, the law. We'll get that sorted out by July. So it can happen and Cody and Roman can have the rematch. Could you please tell me that Roman Reigns will enter the tournament and win it? <laughs> no, like it's funny to think please. about. It's funny to think about, but there's no way that they will. Please. I, was, I was surprised. I was surprised that the Usos and Roman Reigns are on the same show. How about the was it last week where it was they talked about factions and teams and all this stuff being split up and what happened in the draft? All the factions and all the teams stayed together. Yeah, all absolutely together. nothing got split up. Nothing changed. <laughs> like they didn't even split up Otis and Chad Gable. Right. Like that's an e that would have been an easy one, right? That seemed like yeah, that would that one made the most sense, right? Yes. Exactly. Or, like, have the Street Profits drafted individually, but to the same show. Little things like that weren't done. But, my God, if they would have split, if the one they did was to split the bloodline up, I would have lost my crap. <laughs> it's the one, it is the absolute top thing on the show, any of the shows. And, and the way, but the together. way they explained, I mean, the way they put them on the rosters, on the pool to be drafted too, it was like, Hey, the bloodlines on this show, but Hey, the bloodlines only Roman and solo. <laughs> right. I was so confused. Like suddenly the Usos, Hey, they're not bloodline. They're just the Usos. I thought this, I, when I saw that, I thought, wait, 
did I miss something? Did they, right. did they get kicked out like before the show and I just didn't see it on social somewhere? It didn't, it was bizarre. And they went through this whole ordeal of having a match and all this stuff only for them to go back. And then they take the, their, their dance partner in one of the top two or three storylines in the whole company for the last, however many months and put them on another show. Yeah. So Cody and Roman is at the top storyline wise. And the whole idea is that this is building towards next year, right? At least in our heads and that we're mm-hmm. going to tell ourselves it's building the next year's mania. Well, now, now they're on different shows. You take the tag titles, you put two tag titles, one team on one show. There's no tag titles on the other show. And the, the feud is now split by the shows. The, and uh, then, the most, and then yeah. hold, and last one, and then we have the SmackDown Women's Champion on Raw and the Raw Women's Champion now on SmackDown. So they're going to have to either rename those championships or they're going to do that stupid-ass belt switch that Becky and Charlotte did last time. Yeah. The uh, the most important switch that was made um, of, of the entire show, of everything that was, you know, for anybody to switch brands or switch shows, the most important draft pick that was made after Raw and SmackDown this week was the announcement that was made on Raw Talk following Monday Night Raw that the ring announcers for each show were going to be switched. So Mike Rome, he now goes to SmackDown and Samantha Irvin, the SmackDown ring announcer, she goes uh, to Monday Night Raw. Part of that was done because I guess she and Ricochet are dating each other. It's not part of it. That's why it was done. No, the reason, the number one reason, they should have been like, hey, Ricochet, oh, that's right. No, I'm going to do you're this go. for you. <laughs> the most important reason why Samantha Irvin was sent over to Raw was because Imperium is now on Raw and nobody can announce Giovanni Vinci uh, better than uh, Samantha Irvin. Yeah, she's she's unique in a unique position where she's become part of their presentation inadvertently. Yes. Like you Tony Chimmel and the way that he announced Rated R Superstar back in the day. That that I mean that was that that put that put Tony Chimmel on the map as far as great ring announcers in wrestling history went. Samantha Irvin has put herself in that stratosphere now with the way that she introduces Imperium each and every week. And that's a good attention to detail. I assume that that was that was part of the that had. I mean, I don't know. I, I think, yes, I think at a certain point it has caught on to where enough people have noticed that, you know what? Hey, when she announces that she does, she really gives it a little extra and it makes it sound really special. And people, I think, took notice to her like, okay, we, we need this to continue on Monday night raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was one good. Of, it, I, go ahead. I was gonna say it's been one of my favorite parts of SmackDown over the last year is just the, <laughs> listening to her announce the members of Imperium. Uh, we've talked a lot about the upper, the top of the card people on this whole thing, and just mentioned how NXT was presented on the show, which I thought was fantastic. But what do you think if, with as many NXT talent that was involved in this draft and brought up? How in the world are these talents going to, how are they going to be able to fit all of them in and be presented in a way like stars? And here's what I'm at, kind of what I'm, what I'm getting at. 
if you bring up a talent from NXT and you showcase them individually, whether it's through vignettes and then debuting or having them be with somebody and surprise debut, whatever it may be, it has an impact. If you draft a dozen NXT talents and now you're just going to bring them out on the show, are they in as good a spot to, are they spotlighted enough or as much or, you know, maximized as if they were brought up as, you know, individuals in a surprised or having something for them. Like, do they have something for each and every one of these talents to be, you know, get in there, get on TV and be in storylines? You think? Well, I mean, we'll see next week. I would imagine for some, I would imagine that there are ideas out there that we, uh, that we haven't seen yet. Um, that we won't see until after backlash. I, I mean, look at you know when they brought theory up, they had ideas, they didn't work, they had to go back to the drawing board with him, and now he's a superstar in the company. So, I mean, when you know Grayson Waller is going to be, it should be on the fast track to being one of the next big superstars in WWE, based on how he looks and how he talks. He should be. I, I I don't know how you start off a guy like that right now. I don't I don't know where they go with that. Yeah, so it's kind of like when you bring someone up, they're there for a purpose. These people were just drafted. Why are they there? We were picked, and yeah. now we're here. Yeah, and know, it's you... a weird spot for them. Yeah, Grayson Waller. By the way, he's on. Uh, he's going to SmackDown. So, we're uh, that's good. Roman needs people to beat because there aren't a lot of people for him might, to beat. You over see, though, no, he's a future superstar. He is a guy that you could look at and say that's a future Hall of or future WrestleMania main eventer. Right. Roman needs anyone. I, I think Roman has his next two in AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley. And Roman can do something and beat Grayson Waller, and that's totally fine. You don't have to win. Cody didn't win. I think you could have Grayson Waller mouth. I think you could put him in the ring and see how he, no, with a microphone and have him and Paul Heyman go back and forth at each other. Yeah. Just to put him on the map as far as speaking skills. Yeah. But you got to have have a match. And then he could have a match with Solo. There you go. I I like how that sounds there. The Solo just wrestles everybody. Solo's like Kenny Omega. An AEW where Kenny just has like random matches every week. Yeah. That's Solo's thing. Solo's going to wrestle Seth Rollins today. So, okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because. And you know before the match if he's going to either win or if the Usos are going to come in and interfere. Well, the, the Usos are always going to come in and interfere. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it's, you know what? It's nice to have a niche. It's nice to have that, uh, you know, it already set out ahead of time knowing what you're. What your, what your character is and He's got a uh, good gig yeah he really really does hey we need to take our first break of the uh, of the show and when we come back let's get it you you mentioned kenny omega we'll talk aew they uh they, they had a big week a, a very important week for their uh, the future of their company and we will discuss that when we come back right here on pro wrestling talk stl you're listening to 590 the fan kfns and 590 the fan.com 
Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.